This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 22. Uh, it's our first episode actually as a standalone podcast, uh, which is which is interesting. It is for me at least. Um, we're here on a week where there's been no football. There's been no games, no games in England due to the situation that's been going on in the United Kingdom, which I'm sure we all know about. Um, so I've brought three great lads with me today to sort of discuss the season so far. So we're, we're 10 games in. Uh, obviously, that's including cup competitions. We've won six, drawn two, lost two, which isn't the worst start in the world. So today I'm joined, as I said, by three great lads. Uh, first off, Chris Redwood. How are you, mate? Hello, mate. All good, thank you. Yourself? I'm, I'm doing all right, thank you. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, Casey Mosley, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Not been too bored, but I'm all good, thank you. <laughs> that's good to hear. Yeah, I think... On, on being bored. I mean, I was watching what like German and, and Spanish football yesterday, so you can see how bored I was. Um, and I'm also joined by the most reliable man in the whole world, uh, Vic Singh. How are you, mate? How's Dubai? How are you doing, guys? You okay? Working up to that testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good. I was just saying, how was Dubai, Vic? How was your holiday? Yeah, Dubai was really good. Nice and hot. Good to get away for a few days. Um, yeah, recharged and uh, ready to go again on Tuesday for Lincoln, hopefully. I hope so. I hope so. I think we've got the go-ahead, haven't we? Um, and yeah, we'll we'll touch on touch on the the two games upcoming later on in the podcast. But it's it's been an interesting start for life at Derby, hasn't it? Um, I'm sure you'll all agree that you know there's been some ups, there's been some downs. It sounds very cliche, um, but it, it really has been like that. Um, you look at us when the season officially started we didn't have an owner we had four players five players and we really looked dead in the water and you look at us now and we're frustrated because we've not won every game so things are things are changing things are getting better Chris how would you sum up the season so far well to start with to say if we'd looked at if we'd been back three months um, and then we're able to look to the middle of September and say we've won what six six games drawn to lost to would have thought wow we've actually got a team again um so that'd be the main thing I think from the start of the season I think Oxford um for us was a very it, it, it was it was a good sighter of what the season was 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 going to be like and I think um 
that win was really important. Um, I think the, the, I think the biggest thing sticking in Derby fans um, is the away form. Um, I just think once we get that first win away, um, it will just take off a massive, massive weight off everyone's shoulders. Um, I think at home, um, we flatter to deceive a little bit. Obviously, we know the Plymouth performance wasn't great, um, but I can say that about, about, about the Barnsley game as well, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been, it's been, in terms of having a club, it's been fan, fantastic. I think transfer deadline day was a little bit of an anti, anti-climax for everyone. So I think everyone agreed we're still two or three players light. Um, yeah, we have a club, we have a team, and um, we're moaning about football for a change, which is really nice. So, yeah, yeah, it is nice, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, we've said it quite a few times on the show now and, and everyone's been saying it. It's nice to be talking about the football. You know, it's great to be coming away complaining that, you know, why is Cashin not cleared the ball into the stands instead of thinking we might never see Cashin play for us again. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling. Um, and Casey, I mean, Chris alluded to there. We are a little bit of a work in progress, aren't we? Um, you know, we're probably missing a couple of players. Jason Knight, as good as he's been at right back, he's not a right back, is he? And it'd be nice to have him in the middle. Um, when you look at our transfer business, um, what's impressed you the most? Um, I think it'd be how we've got into League One with, I think, the players that we've expected to be flying up like that, but it hasn't. But it's the fact that they've come in with, as well as the academy players, and they've mixed together. And yes, we had a, I think, I expecting this kind of like form at the moment. We'd have some wins, some draws, obviously some defeats. And like Chris said, we need to get that away form going soon. But hopefully once that first away form win, win comes first, and then I think we'll be flying again soon. Yeah, I, I hope so. And, you know, it's it's hard, isn't it? Um, we've had such poor away form for a couple of years now. And I think from a confidence perspective, the players that were here already, they'll feel that, won't they? You know, they'll they'll feel the pressure of not winning away. And when we're going to teams and, and no disrespect to any of the teams that we're going to and, you know, we're facing them and it feels like we should beat them. You know, Shrewsbury is the one that sticks in everyone's mind. Why didn't we beat Shrewsbury? You know, we, we've hammered them all game. Yet we've, we've I say hammered, we, we've dominated the game, but we've we've barely tested their goal at all. So it's a weird one, isn't it? But I think it, it shows how far we've come. Um, you know, but yeah, as you say, once we get that first one, we should be good. Um, I think Vic's managed to sort his headphones out. So Vic, you know, on that away form, I know we're starting on a bit of a negative here, so sorry for it. But on that away form, um, you know, it was a good test this weekend, or it would have been if we'd faced Morecambe, uh, you know, a side that haven't won all season. I think that it would have been so Derby to lose about 12-0, but I think it would have been a, a good chance for us to, to you know, break the hoodoo. But Midweek, Lincoln away, we've got a really good chance of breaking it, haven't we? Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, we generally we tend to not have good away form anyway. So, um, I mean, if we, if we can break the hoodoo, it'd be great. I mean, it's not as if the performances aren't there. We're playing good football, we're creating chances. I'd be more concerned if we weren't. Um, it's, I think it's just a, it's just got to be patience. It's pretty much like how we had to wait with Collins' first goal. It's just patience. I think once once we get that first away win, I think we'll probably see 
maybe back-to-back wins, three, four on the bounce, climbing up that table. But yeah, um, Lincoln's a good opportunity for us to go and get three points. Um, the players have had an extra break um, due to the circumstances. So hopefully we'll all re- we're all refreshed and um, we'll give it a good go on Tuesday. Let's hope so, mate. Let's hope so. And you spoke there about James Collins. I mean, so far this season... I, I don't think it's harsh to say Collins has struggled a little bit, um, you know, especially in that Charlton game where he missed two glorious chances and, you know, we end up losing. Um, and, you know, it really came back to haunt us that he didn't put it in the back of the net. Uh, against Plymouth, I know the second half of that game is something that we really don't want to talk about. But against Plymouth, he finally broke his duck. Um, it was a decent enough finish as well. Uh, Chris, how important will that be for him? Huge. I mean, I think you know my stance on him. I think he's been he's been an unsung hero in the first turn games in terms of his work rate and really being a pain for opposition defenders. Um, but yeah, that huge, that first goal will be huge huge for him. Um, I still don't think he's going to be the twenty dollar season man. Um, I think you know a tally of ten to fifteen would be would be exceptional. Um, but I think it's his work rate that really helps the helps the team. But hopefully I'm wrong. You know, hopefully he goes on a on, on a scoring run run now. I think his first away goal is going to be really important. Um, because you know, Pride Park have been almost willing it in for willing it in for him. Um so I think, you know, can he do it on a rainy Tuesday night in Morecambe um will be important. But um yeah, I think he's a huge, huge player for us and I really, really hope. Uh, he starts banging them in now because I really like his attitude and work rate. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're spot on there. I think Derby fans have a thing, don't we, where there's always that one player in every team that we have where we're willing them to succeed and we desperately want them to succeed. And more often than not, they don't. You know, Kamo Yushviak, I think, is the most recent one where everyone was desperate for him to, you know, be the player that we've seen for Poland and he just wasn't. And we saw that stat where Collins has scored, you know, like the fourth most amount of EFL goals since like 2010 or something ridiculous like that. So, you know, he's got it in him, you know, he's done it in the past, but I guess we've just got to hope that, that he can refine that form. Um, Casey, we've got a really good record this season. I know we've only played two games, but we've got a great record, a perfect record in the cup so far. Um, We've played West Brom comfortably beat West Brom somehow despite the fact that they played a really strong team and we really didn't um, and we've also beaten Grimsby two competitions EFL Cup and the Papa John's Trophy that a lot will say aren't really in our priority um, where do you see us going from here? I think it's obvious that Rossinho wants to win every game including the Cup games so he is taking everything serious which he likes to see that he wants the players to step up and all that and I think it's a good idea going forward especially with those youngsters that want to play against Liverpool for example and, and I think they're going to start proving it before that as well in the next few games as well so hopefully they will step up to the occasion Yeah, yeah I do hope so and you know obviously that's the big one isn't it, we've got a, a couple of Papa John's Trophy group games I'm not entirely sure how that works I think we only play each team once don't we or something silly like that Um but yeah, Liverpool in the cup, that's the big one. Um, and Casey, again, I guess, you mentioned Liverpool there. Would you play a first team? I don't think Liverpool would be playing a first team. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> no. They'll have, they'll have that James Milner, for example, on the pitch. And they'll yeah. probably get some of the youngsters in as well. So I think even if we did put a 
full squad in, I think we'd give them a good go. And I think they'd want to put in a reasonable squad too. So, mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the prospect of Salah versus the Scythe is mouth-watering. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but then again, I remember when he kept Martial in his pocket for, for 90 minutes. So you never know. You never, ever know. Um, Vic, back to the league. Um, you know, we've talked about our away form and how yeah, it's not been great, has it? Um, despite the fact we've played well, the home form has been a bit weird because I don't actually think we've played incredibly well. Uh, in any of our home games, really. I mean, we've looked good at times. I think we've had good spells, but I don't think we've actually had one of those performances where we thought, wow, like, we are brilliant. But we've been picking up points. We've been picking up wins. Um, Ignore Plymouth. That's a a weird outlier. There's always one in the season. How well do you think we'll do at home this season? Yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. I don't think we've been... Performance-wise, I don't think we've been fantastic at home. But the main thing is picking up the points, especially in the league as um, ferocious as this one. Um, I think I think home form will be very key, especially if we are looking to do a promotion charge this year. But generally speaking, we've had a decent home form. Even last season, our home form, I think, was probably the second best in the league uh, behind Fulham. So... Our home forms all is we've turned, literally turned Pride Park into a fortress, and I think carrying that on into this season is going to be key to wherever, whatever we wherever we finish this this season. And I think even with the cup games as well, um, we've been fortunate to have these at home. Um, it's given the players minutes. It's building momentum um, to hopefully give us a special season. Um, but yeah, home form is definitely key. If we can sort the away form out, then there's no reason why we can't have a special season this year. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It all goes back to that away form, doesn't it? And I think that's why there's so much pressure. You know, as you've said there, last couple of years, our home form's been brilliant. You know, even last season when we were playing half a team, we were still winning games. You know, the Fulham game and the the Bournemouth game really stick in the memory as two games where we were just unbelievable for the full 90 minutes. And yeah, a few more of those wouldn't go amiss. But I think it is important as well that when we do have anomalies like the Plymouth game where it all goes wrong and I think we need to make sure we back the lads. You know, you've got to think we've got a newish manager. We've got a lot of young players. You know, Cashini makes the mistake against Plymouth. He's only a young lad. And Thompson, who came on and probably didn't have his best game again, he's only a young lad. So I think no matter the mistakes that we make, at home, we need to make sure that we back the lads 100%. And I'm sure that that fortress taggles will stick if we if we keep playing the way we're playing. But yeah, Chris, I mean, we've we've looked at some of our results this season. We all know that the the worst result is obviously that Plymouth game. What would be your best result? Um, for me, it was the Oxford game. Um, I thought that was a game we could have very easily lost. Um, I know emotions were very high that day, um, and it was one of those games where it needed a touch of touch of quality to win it. Um, I think it's the only touch of quality we've really seen from Hurahan since, if I'm being honest. Um, I know he gets in and about it, but I think he's been one of my disappointments of the season so far. Um, but that Oxford game, so they had a big away following. Same with Plymouth; it was their biggest away game of the season by by a country mile. Um, and yeah, it was one of those games we could have easily lost. And I think last season would have lost. Um, but that 
yeah, th- that was a big that was a big result for us um, getting those first three points. Um, yeah, so Ox- Oxford for me has been the best, biggest biggest result of our season so far. Yeah, yeah, I think you could see it in the stands, couldn't you? The uh, the what what Twitter would call limbs. Uh, when that that goal went in, and uh, yeah, I think the fact that Hurahan ran pretty much the length of the South Stand to celebrate showed that it, it meant a lot as well. But that is an interesting point actually about Hurahan's quality. I think from that side of it, I don't think he's probably provided as much as we'd probably have expected. You know, we, but I think sometimes our expectations are a little bit high. I mean, you know, he's not going to be pinging them in from thirty yards every week. If he was, he wouldn't be playing for us. Um, but he can do it. And I think that's what's important. I think the one thing with Hurahan that sort of uh, frustrated me a little bit, some of his set-piece deliveries haven't been quite what you'd expect from him. You know, he's put the occasional one, you know, the one he put on Jason Knight's face, uh, where we, you know, came back from from one down to win uh, against Peterborough was, was brilliant. And I just wish he'd do that a little bit more often. But, you know, he's a strange one. And Casey, I guess... You know, thinking about Carter Horahan, do you think maybe, possibly, playing him and Bird together, maybe they're a little bit too similar? Um, you could say that, in a way, how he's performed so far this season. And I think Bird last few games has not been his best at the moment, the two. So those two are in a similar form and together doesn't seem to be working at them at this stage. But I'm hopeful in the seniors seeing this on camera, checking the hard outs as well, and just seeing what he can do to improve it as well. Because it's obvious that those two are going to be there like permanently, permanently. But we don't know, obviously, we've got Christian Bielik possibly coming back in January after the World Cup. Because I think that was, like I say, it was his whole excuse going to Birmingham was so we can get to the World Cup. And if he was to come back, I think they'd definitely be fighting for that place and all that. So I need to get this uh, form going again. Yeah. To, to be honest, I can't see Bielik coming back. Uh, he's, you know, a, a, allegedly on 25 grand a week, uh, which is immense. Um, and, you know, with the, the wage structures and stuff that we've got now, I think he'd just break it uh, and everything would fall apart. You know, Conor Horahan would be like, hang on, why is that bloke earning three times what I earn? Um, <laughs> so, you know, but... Yeah, I, I think it's interesting on Bird. I don't think he's been at his best recently. You know, I, I'm very much part of the Max Bird bandwagon. Um, I, I'll always back him. I think he's a great player. But yeah, the last few games, he's just not looked on it. Um, and I don't think Hurahan has either, to be honest. I think we might need a little bit of rotation in the middle to try and to try and work things out. But Vic, onto another player that kind of played in the middle uh, against Plymouth. Uh, he's you know, set a goal up, scored against Peterborough, David McGoldrick. He's a great player. I don't know how I feel about him playing in that attacking mid-roll. Um, what, what have you made of him so far? Uh, he's made a difference uh, every time he's come onto the pitch, so that's a positive. Um, I always thought maybe, I'd, I'd, me personally, I'd like to see him play down the middle, uh, up top, but then obviously to do that, you'd have to take Collins out or you'd play two up top mm. and take a midfielder out. Um, that might sort out the imbalance in midfield that we're having with the Horahan and Bird problem. For me, I think the midfield uh, just seems to be I don't see Max Bird or Conor Horahan grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, again, I'm, I mentioned it in the last podcast that we need a Seth Johnson type sort of player. 
which can either be in the form of Corey Smith, which I'm hoping, or if we decide to move Jason Knight into midfield, but then we mm. then we've got to find someone to play right back. But um, yeah, David McGoldrick, I've been impressed with him. The problem is he's we, at the moment it doesn't seem he can full last the full ninety minutes. Um, and rather than shoehorning him into the side, I'd rather see him play where he's most comfortable, which I think is either the number 10 or up top. Um, but so far, so good from him. Um, but yeah, I think we do need to sort out the, the imbalance in the midfield because it's definitely something what Plymouth exploited last week and it got them the three points. And a lot more teams are going to try that both home and away this season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and to be honest, I think the imbalance started, and this is the point I was raising before, and I know you'd like to see him up top. I, I think when we played with McGoldrick, I know we actually, ironically, Colin scored off McGoldrick's pressing, but he was pressing the back line. He wasn't pressing in the middle, and it was leaving huge gaps. And that's part of where that midfield imbalance came from, was that it was a 4v2 every single time in the middle, and Bird and Hurrahan were being given the runaround, and and. As you said, we we just didn't have that, yeah, Seth Johnson type player who was gonna, you know, put his stamp on it. We had two good midfielders, two creative midfielders having to do the job of a workhorse, and that's not what they do. Um, so when, I guess when you've got McGoldrick in that that number ten position, instead of having Sibley there, you lose a little bit of that running, don't you? Um, obviously he's got the quality. We've seen it. He's scored one. He's set one up in, in two games, which is, you know, not a bad start for, for someone who's coming into a, a completely new club. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I think it'll be interesting to see how Rossini looks at it and deals with it. You know, as Casey was on about before, the way they analyse the way the team's playing at the minute, I think it'd be, I think probably a bit of a surprise if we kept playing the same way that we've been playing, especially through the middle. Um, Chris, I'm just looking uh, at our results so far. Uh, we seem to have a lot of different scorers, which is quite interesting. Um, you know, it's a, something that we struggled with last season. Not many players scored goals. I think a player that scored a few goals and is really impressed, Nathaniel Mendes Lang. Um, I mean, you've run out of words to say about him. He's strong, he's quick. He, you know, he can beat a man. He can hit a shot at four hundred mile an hour, almost break a keeper's hand when it goes in. What have you thought of him so far? Um, I think he's made the exact impact we we needed, and it's fantastic to have a winger with some with some end products as well, actually scoring goals. Um, you know, you think of wingers we've had down the last well three four years who are flattered to. Um, deceive a bit, but it almost feels a little safe. It's a completely different squad, a completely different scenario. But when they had, when we had the likes of Hendrick and Hughes and Ward and Russell and Martin scoring every week, it, it feels a bit like that. We've got goal scorers, and yeah, Mendes Lang. So I was a little concerned first first game because he, you know, he, he he was just running around and didn't seem to have much end product at all. But now he's got some fitness, he's got some confidence, and he's got that first first goal. I mean, that goal against Plymouth, that would grace any game. Um, so yeah, I'm really I'm really pleased for him. I just hope he finds his home here um, because it's not just this season. I think he could be really influential in if we get up next season. To, touch wood I think he'll be ripping championship teams as well oh yeah I mean you know you've seen it he's done it in the Premier League he's done it in the championship 
you know, it's it's due, I guess, more down to personal things that he's in this division, that he's found himself here. But he seems, as you said, he seems to have found a home a little bit. You know, he seems to get on with the lads really well. He seems to be really good mates with Tom Barkhouse and um and it's nice isn't it it's nice i know we got a bit of a reputation last season didn't we for for being the team that brings in broken players and, and nurses them back to back to health again uh with the likes of ravel morrison but it is good isn't it when you see a player that's got so much talent actually fulfilling that talent um after a few difficult years and yeah i hope he keeps playing like this because it really annoys sheffield wednesday fans every time he has a good game but I mean, I've mentioned him there, uh, Casey, uh, Tom Barkhausen. He's he's had a, a bit of an indifferent start, hasn't he? He scored that goal against Mansfield in the cup. Um, I think he has moments where he looks like the best player I've ever seen, and then he has other moments where he looks really low on confidence. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, he's he's not exactly what I thought when we first signed him. First, I'll be honest on that. But yes, he does. He always brings his work rate a lot, but then, yeah, you don't see him much in some games where he's just like out of the way and all that, but then he's still getting the passes and keeps going, which is good, I suppose, but at least he's still involved in the game. But when he does get involved, he, he's one of our best players, in my opinion, and he makes the right difference. So at the moment, I am liking what I am so far. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, he is he's definitely one of our better players. I think he just needs the confidence, doesn't he? I think he he could probably do with a goal, probably yeah. at home, um, and just just believe in himself a little bit. I know he had a really tough couple of years, um, the last couple of years, uh, and you know he, he's probably got a lot of doubt. I remember. I can't remember. I think it was a Plymouth game where he sort of drove into the box, beat two men and then went to play an outside foot cross and sort of rushed it a little bit and just booted it straight out for a goal kick. And it's like, you know, a confident Tom Barkhausen puts that in the box on someone's toe and we score. Um, but instead he sort of rushed it a little bit and he, yeah, he just, he looks, I know I've said it about 20 times, he looks a little bit low on confidence. So yeah, hopefully a couple of goals and, yeah, as you said, Casey, he'll, he'll show that quality that he's clearly got. Um, right, lads, we're, we're getting close to the end now. Um, we've got two games coming up. Uh, we know that the Tuesday one will most likely go ahead uh, away at Lincoln. Uh, we've already spoken about that a little bit. And then Saturday, Wickham. Uh, I don't know whether it will be played. If it does, it's going to be horrible. Uh, it's going to feel like a derby day. Um, not because Wickham are a big team, because they're not, they're tiny. But at the same time, <laughs> see laughing. Um, but at the same time, you know, everything that's happened, their chairman's still giving it the big one to us, trying to get more money. We've heard that they did actually get a payout of some sort, um, which is, you know, pretty embarrassing on, on their part. And, you know, if I was a Wickham supporter, I'd probably feel a little bit embarrassed. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Lincoln. Chris, score prediction. It's going to be our first away win of the season. I'm, I'm going to go 1 0. Derby. 1 0. 1 0. I love it. I love it. Casey. I'm optimistic, but I can just see another draw again, in my opinion, because Lincoln have been up and down on form and they do have a good atmosphere when it comes to the big boys coming to their ground at Central Bank. So I'm going to go for a 1 1 draw. 
optimistic with a one-all draw. Yeah. <laughs> Vic, what do you reckon? It's going to be another battle. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. I'm going to say let's go with the Mendes land goal. But having said that, I'd take a point even if it, worst case scenario, I'd take a point there. Yeah, yeah, I think a, a point would be well received. And I think I'll probably join you. I think I'd, I'd like to hope we nick a 1-0. I can see a one-all. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see whether Davis is back. Um, I, I don't think he trained on Saturday. All the lads were in for training on Saturday and I don't think he trained. So I've got a feeling that he's probably not ready yet. Um, so yeah, I, let's let's just hope we show a little bit more steel. Hopefully Corey Smith's back because this is the sort of game where we really need him. Um, and yeah, let's, let's grab at least a point away. Uh, Chris, next one now, Wickham. What what a horrible game it's going to be! I know I've already said. What are you thinking? Oh, it's their world. It's, it's their world World Cup final, isn't it? I mean, that small team mentality. Um, so their fans will be giving it the big I am. Um, I get. I, I'm going to be a bit boring and go for one nil again. I like it. I like it. Not an exciting week on the goals front, <laughs> Casey. What do you reckon? I think this is one where there's going to be quite a few goals again, like Plymouth. But I think it'll be this side where we'll be winning them 4 2, my prediction. 4 2. Derby scored four in a game. When was the last time <laughs> we scored four in a game? Did we do it last season? I don't think we did. Would it be that Birmingham game? Do you remember the one where 4 0 away? was the last game I remember. Yeah. yeah. It was the last game I remember. Yeah. So I hope you're right, Casey. <laughs> what do you reckon, Vic? Yeah, we're going to stuff them 3 0. I'm going to send Kuga on his little pony wherever he's going to come on with his little dreams and all that but yeah I think we're going to go for, I think this is going to be the team we batter so I think the lads will be up for it there's a lot of animosity <laughs> behind the scenes let's go for a 3-0 uh, James Colin Atrick come on <laughs> I like it I like it I hope you're right I'm going to go 7-0 um, James Collins hat-trick uh, Mendes Lang hat-trick and then a Wildsmith penalty. So, yeah, that's... I think it'll probably be... Probably more realistic than mine. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. But no, I, I, it'd be nice. I, I have a feeling, I think you're right. I think this will be the one, we'll be really up for this. Um, Wickham have really struggled this season. They've, they've not looked the team that they've been the last couple of years. Uh, so, yeah, I have a feeling that this, or I, I hope that there's a feeling that uh, this will be the one. But yeah, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed. Uh, it's obviously a bit of a weird one, not have any football to talk about. Uh, but if you did enjoy, please do subscribe. Um, follow us on, on whatever you listen on. Uh, please you know, like, share, tell your friends. If you did really enjoy it and want to come on, let us know. Um, we'd love to have more people on and I'm sure the lads will, will happily vouch for it. Um, but yeah, lads, thank you very much for coming on. Well done, Jake. Cheers, bud. Take care. Thank you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.